Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Do you believe that Dublin is becoming a no-go zone? Do you feel safe in Dublin? Have you been in Dublin City over the last couple of weeks since the city reopened? And if so, how safe did you feel? Um, on Opinions Matter, as always, there's myself here and there's uh, Jeremy there. And the question is, do you feel safe on the streets of Dublin? Dublin's a kip. Uh, as a city... A little uh, bit harsh. As a main cosmopolitan city, uh, I, I think Dublin. Um, during the day, Dublin is a lovely place. Uh, well, certain parts of it are. At night, it's just a kip. It's a dangerous, dangerous kip. And I hate to say that because I love my city. And you um, clearly don't if you're saying it's an absolute I mean, kip. I think we need to stand up and we need a to... A kip is broader than the people. We need to stand up and we need to realise how dangerous uh, the place is. To the point that... Uh, last week, my wife was working. She normally works early, but she was working uh, late. And um, she would have been travelling through the city centre on the way back uh, from work. And as you know, it's dark now at, what, nine o'clock at this stage. And uh, she told me she was going to be coming home to the city centre. And I said, no, wait, I will drive in and pick you up. That's how much uh, I worry uh, about the, the city centre. Uh, and for those of you who don't believe that the city centre is a kip at night, you obviously haven't been in the city centre. And as well, it's it's... It's quite frustrating that it took a story like this, that it has to be someone who's well-known to get beaten up before something is done about this. Uh, but it was also the photograph that... Uh, the photograph was awful, but yeah. this, this is happening... Um, with all due respect to Jack, uh, what happened to him is unforgivable, but it shouldn't take that uh, for people to be talking about this. This is an issue that has been going on for years. This is not a new issue. Um, Jack is not the only person to be beaten up. I'd say this happens on a, on a nightly basis. And here's the problem. You know what the problem is? The city centre is overrun with absolute scumbags, tow rags, the absolute filth of humanity, who have no respect for property, have no respect for, for your personal being. They're just out to cause trouble. They're dragged up little scrotes. And the problem with this is, is that there is no, there's no justice. They know that they're going to get away with it. I've been in court so many times looking at these little scrotes in their tracksuits up before the judge. Sorry, judge. And with their free legal aid and their solicitor standing in front of the judge and saying, little, uh, your honour, little Darren there. Oh, he's had a very difficult upbringing. You know, there was drugs in the house and one of the parents is absent. And all sorts of excuses. All these bullshit excuses that, that these solicitors, these leeches who are getting free legal aid come up with uh, to get out of this. So little Darren, who's 16 years of age, yeah? and who's going into town probably tonight just to cause trouble again. He knows that he can beat someone up uh, on O'Connell Street, and the chances are there's not going to be a guard with an earshot, so he's going to get away with it. I'm joined on the line by a former Lord Mayor of uh, Dublin and independent councillor uh, Christy Burke. Christy, welcome to Opinions Matter. Thanks, Lord Adrian, and uh, wish you well, and thanks to Jeremy also. Thanks, uh, Christy. You're very kind, Christy. Thanks very much indeed. Now, Christy, uh, there's been a lot of talk today over the comments that you made uh, that the city centre is becoming a no-go area abandoned by Gardaí. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, first of all, the city centre is a very pleasant, beautiful place to walk uh, on any given morning or afternoon and have tea or coffee yeah. or go in and to buy something in the shops for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Uh, there are pockets, however, that go un, 
detected or unpoliced. And I'll tell you where they are. Uh, and as long as I can remember from the day it went up right up to today, that the boardwalk is not a secure, safe place. It did improve and, for a while. Or at least was that was my quiet. perception. Yeah, it might have been quiet for a while, but I'd also like to rule out, Adrian, it's always down to, oh, well, someone on drugs or homeless or they're drunk. Not always the case. I mean, I walked the boardwalk many nights for many years uh, out with homeless personnel. And you would get uh, people less fortunate than me uh, sleeping there and we have a sleeping bag there. And they were fun and they intimidated nobody. But the, the recent assaults have been led by gangs. Now, the gangs probably come from all walks of life, but they just come in and descend on the city centre. And it's not always down to a guy that's drunk or a woman that's uh, 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 on drugs. Mm. Quite recently, I come down the case from Houston Station, and it's got a red light all the way down in the car. And from Capel Street down, I witnessed at least four different rows. Now, they weren't out of their mind, Adrian. They were rows... Uh, with a bloke and his girlfriend, maybe, or a couple of blokes and a couple of other blokes, and it was just a melee. Now, quite recently, and I wish Jack well, our Olympian star, uh, and I hear, he, I hear he had surgery yesterday and he is recovering. But at the end of the day, I've never, personally, me, it's I've never witnessed Gardy walkness, maybe I'm there at the wrong times. It's five minutes from the Bridewell, it's four minutes from um, Pierce Street. And it's about three or four minutes from Store Street. And there was a substation in O'Connor Street. And how come if Garda management today say that adequate Garda presence are monitoring the boardwalk, why are we talking about mm. continuous crime? Now, I, 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 I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago that I was in town myself on uh, Saturday night and I walked from Croker all the way uh, to, through Parnell Street, uh, all the way up along O'Connell Street, and down Abbey Street, where we eventually got the bus home. I didn't see one Garda, not one. Well, there you go. And I have witnessed the same. And I have made it very clear. It's been raised at the JPC, which is the Joint Policing Committees. It's been raised with motions with my colleagues on Dublin City Council. And I go up O'Connor Street a fair bit, and there's times I haven't seen the Garda. Now, that doesn't mean it's unsafe. I mean, I know lots of people go into town every day and they enjoy the coffee and the oil and the bit of shopping around town, but there are certain parts of it that you can feel intimidated. Okay, but you did say that um, parts of the city centre have become a no-go area that has been abandoned by Gardaí. Now, with my little anecdote about Saturday night, uh, you could argue that it was abandoned by Gardaí, with a lot of people around after the match. Um... What, where are they? That's the question. Where are the guards? Surely, on the main street of our capital city, you should see uh, police walking the street. Well, I'll tell you where they are on three nights. Adrian. They are down at the conference centre when Dahl Aaron is sitting 20 to 30 Gardaí from Store Street. And the chief superintendent admitted that at a, at a, at a JPC meeting that it was a strain on his person to guard the power. And if that's the case, why don't we hand it over to private companies that then surround the competence centre mm, yes. and all their decisions? Why can't they do that? And if the boardwalk can't be managed by Angarda Shikana, hand it over to a private company, let it be like Park Rangers or 
uh, attendance or whatever. Independent Councillor Christy Burke, thank you very much indeed for talking to us on uh, Opinions Matter. Um, Niall, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Niall? Hiya. Uh, Niall, uh, would you walk around Dublin City at night on your own? No, I'm in my 30s and I wouldn't walk around in my, on my own. Why not? I wouldn't feel safe. Are you ever in the city centre? Yeah, I have been. I haven't, uh, haven't been there in a long time now in the city centre on my own. And is that because of a fear or that it just has nothing to offer you? Um, there is fear to it as well, but I generally don't. Okay, you generally don't go into the city centre, uh, no. whether it's during the day or, or at night. Do you think that it is or has become a bit of a no-go area? It is a no-go area, definitely. I mean, it's just gotten ridiculous. Um, I don't think we have, we don't, we don't really have a police force as such. Um, well, we do. <laughs> no, they're, they're guardians of the peace and they were generally for small, um, the whole idea with the guards was, it was for, for small, small community policing. Okay, so, so, what, so what, what I'm hearing from you is that our guardians of the peace on Garda Shiakana aren't up to the job of dealing with some of the scroats that are walking around the streets. Is that what you're saying? I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're, they're uh, first of all, they're equipped for it. I don't think they're, um, there's enough of them. Well, a couple of weeks um, ago they brought out the riot squad um, and they were condemned for even doing that. Yeah, I just think I think they should just be made for community policing, and we should focus on having a uh, some sort of state policing. All right, so bring out the heavy boys. No, I mean like an actual um, better equipped. Uh, but is better equipped? Squad. Does better equipped mean mean armed? Um. Yeah. I would definitely give them armed in some cases. Okay, so at this moment, nothing will entice you into Dublin city centre. It's just somewhere you're just not happy to visit. Um, I wouldn't be happy to visit, no. No, all right, but that's very, uh, it's very, that's very, very depressing, actually. Very sad to, to hear that. To hear that about our capital city. And, we, you know, especially at the moment with staycations and stuff like that, it would be nice for more people to be visiting Dublin. There are a few tourists knocking around from around the country, but a lot of people around the rest of the country see Dublin as a bit of a kip. My friend, actually, it's a true story here. My friend works uh, behind the uh, reception of a very well-known city centre uh, hotel. And th- this is actually, it's pathetic to hear this, and it's very disheartening to hear this. But she, obviously, uh, a lot of, well, most of the people that are staying uh, in the hotel she works in are visiting the city. So they're from England. A lot of them are from America. And she tells them when they're asking, you know, when they're, when they're checking in, they say, oh, where's a nice restaurant to go or where should we go? And she tells them um, to stay around the area of the hotel um, after dark, she says, don't go. Um, oh, really? So she, she's already tipping them off, don't go to A and don't go to B. Well, she said, here's what she, she said to him, and I wouldn't uh, necessarily disagree with her. Um, 
I'm not going to give away where her hotel is, but it's near uh, Stevens Green. And uh, what she generally says to me is, uh, go as far as Trinity College and no further north than that. And she's she's probably right. O'Connell Street, no go area after dark. Yeah, uh, from O'Connell Bridge all the way up to Guinnesses, so all the way along the quays there. Like once you get up towards Merchants Quay, no go area. Absolute no go area there. Why would you send a tourist up there? Which is which is awful when you when you think about it because any city I've ever been in. One of the nicest things to do is it's to take a walk, a walk along the river. Yeah, yeah. In that city, wherever that city is, it's always the most pleasant thing to do. But it's the most unpleasant thing to do in uh, in Dublin. Oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six is our WhatsApp number. Do you feel safe on the streets of Dublin after dark, or has it, as Christy Burke said a couple of minutes ago, become a no go zone? Uh, this is Stephen. Hi lads, how's it going? Um, I'm with Jeremy on this. Um, I have no love for Dublin. I'm born and raised Dublin all my life and uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't live in Dublin. If I had all the money in the world, I still wouldn't move to Dublin. I think it's absolute, it's gone very rough. It's gone really bad. I went out for a beer there, I think it was a couple of weeks ago with a friend and I felt so uncomfortable about walking it wasn't even COVID that was making me worried it was actually the idea of walking down and seeing a big gang of people walking down I just don't like it it's just I just you're always on your toes and I just don't feel very safe and uh, it's it's gone just really bad it's really disgraceful and I wish it will improve one day hopefully alright Stephen again um, nothing attracts or appeals to him about visiting Dublin, which is very, very uh, worrying. If you'd like to get involved in this conversation, our WhatsApp number is 085-825-2626. Has Dublin City Centre become a no-go zone, particularly uh, after dark? That's the question that we're asking. Now, I have to say, uh, to describe it as a no-go zone is... Accurate. No. Uh, what truth. I mean by what I meant to say it's a, is... It's an inconvenient truth. People don't want to hear that. An inconvenient truth that a lot of people don't feel because like, look, the so city is packed at the moment. Yeah. Every night. It's packed. Like, I'm looking at comments here from people who are annoyed now. O'Connell oh, Street, a no-go area. What a load of nonsense. Uh, to that person, you've clearly never... Uh, being on O'Connor Street. Only a couple of weeks ago I was walking up O'Connor Street in broad daylight and there was a girl not far from the, uh, you know, the little um, donut place in O'Connor Street, little hush donut place. And she was standing not far away from there crying her eyes out and uh, got chatting to her anyway. And it transpired that, well, you hear this, she's walking down O'Connor Street and her phone rang and it was her mother on her phone. So she, she answered the phone. And As you do, yeah, there, yeah. And she walking down O'Connell Street with her phone in her hand. And next minute she says, uh, out of nowhere, from behind, fella comes up on a bike, uh, grabs the phone out of her hand, and he's gone. That's not the first time I've heard that story. All right, we'd love to hear from you on 085-825-2626. Do you feel safe in Dublin, or has Dublin become a complete no-go zone for you? Send us a WhatsApp to that number, 85 085- 825-2626. Now, uh, Ahmed, welcome to uh, Opinions Matter. Tell me, if you will, please, what happened to you on Saturday night? Or Friday night, sorry. And what happened to you on Friday night? Like, what happened, we were sitting beside the uh, High Penny Bridge with my two colleagues. We were having regular chat, and then we saw kids well, attacking one other, one Indian guy. 
and we just run and try to break them up, like just try to help. And then his nose and his mouth was bleeding, and we sit with him and trying to like calm down things. And then like maybe ten minutes passed. Like we were trying to help him. I was like, they were the kids were getting more and more. I said like, there's no point in waiting here. If you're not gonna hold garden and if you're not gonna do anything, so let's go. I hold my scooter. I was almost like going home, and then some kid just attacked me from behind, and I was in shock. Like he was a really strong hit, so I turned back and naturally I attacked him back. Then we were in like a, I was trying to shake him, maybe punch him, and then they all like maybe 50, 60, like I don't know, I didn't count, but like little, like more than definitely 50 people attacked us. And we were just trying to go back, run away, but they, they continually like kicked, like hit from my back, my head, like my friend's eye, my friend's like body, they have all same pain, same, they, Today, one of my friends will go to GP to show uh, his eye. Like, and then uh, we tried to run away. I, I was trying to go to one restaurant beside that high kind bridge, and my other friend went to the car, and the other one some other store. So in that moment, just guard like they. And when they saw the guard, they just went back. Like uh, when I say went back, they just went back that uh, uh, bank. They were they standing there. They doing nothing. So because they don't have any fear from guard. Okay, now the, so, the important thing to point out here in this particular uh, incident, you're talking about a group of 50 or 60 teenagers, 15, 16 yes. year olds. Yes, yes, yes. And exactly. Okay, so you were trying to defend somebody who was being attacked, an Indian No, child. no, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend. Like, I saw they were trying to beat uh, one Indian guy, mm-hmm. and I went there, I tried to break them up, and I broke them up. Like, they didn't try to attack again. But then, they, we, came, we, then we, they came back in force. Yeah, like, after, like, five or ten minutes, they didn't run away. They just went, like, maybe five or ten meters later, they stand there. And while we were just talking with that Indian guy, like, calm down, it's nothing you can do there, just kid. And if you want to call Garda, just call Garda. Like, something like that, trying to calm down things. Like, we're not trying to revenge or anything because we, we don't know that guy or we're just trying to help because he knows and the mouth was bleeding. Which is, so which is a very decent thing of you to try and do. But then, in fact, there's a, a couple of texts, a couple of messages coming in to us here on Opinions Matter uh, with people saying they actually she saw this gang in the city centre on uh, Friday evening. Um, so, okay, so eventually this gang yeah. of 50 to 60 teenagers, and we're talking about yeah. near the Hapenny Bridge in Dublin, eventually yeah. they, um, the guards arrived, but the teenagers, nothing seemed to happen to them, did it? No, no, nothing, nothing like that. Ricardo was trying to get some information. I showed few of them, like few of them who was trying to attack us. And there was especially one girl. She was trying to terrorize. Like, who, who are you seeing? And you are attacking my friend. I, I was trying to save myself. Like, if you attack somebody from behind and, like, without any reason. So, of course, he will try to save himself, like, naturally. So, they all all trying to hit us and throw things to our face. Like I was holding my helmet, otherwise probably they would hit me more. Like I, I fell down 
two times, I think I, I, I don't remember everything, like everything rightly. So I, I have uh, some, uh, some scar on, on my hand. So I fell, they kicked me on the ground, they hit me, my back was still bad in pain, my jaw, two sides of my jaw, still I have pain. So we were just trying to run away, and when Keith Carter didn't come, they, they were trying to follow us in, 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 through the restaurant, they, were, they don't have any scare from anybody. They just want to attack. And then... And did, the did, like, did the Guardi do anything? Did they take any statements or what happened? Like, like Garda stopped them, stopped them because he saw they were beating us, they were trying to eat us, so he came to help. So thanks thanks to him, like he came and tried to take uh, uh, some information. But he didn't even ask our ID. I'm not sure how he's working in Dublin, in Ireland, things. In Turkey, if something happened... Police definitely will ask you to give your ID because you can say lie, like you can say my name is George. Like I, if you if you don't show your ID, how is they gonna know? So they they ask like three of them. They gave their details, but I'm not sure is that right or wrong. And then he said there was, and the guard was saying, I'm not working on this area. I just saw you, and I just came to help. I will give this detail to who works on this area. And okay, and did, said, did okay. you did you ever hear from the guards after that? No, I didn't hear. And after that Saturday night, I called them. I went one one of the guard station, and they they said on that area, they, they gave me the number who is looking off this area, like beside the high bridge. And then I called them. I tried to get information because I didn't want them to get away with this because they just attacked me and attacked that Indian guy. So just enjoy. They shouldn't get away with this. And they robbed our two scooter and one of my friends' phone. And then I called Saturday night. I called Garda. He was like acting that's my fault. He was saying, I gave my name and my surname to look if anything happening. He said, I couldn't find any detail, any report, any record. I said, like, there was two female two female Garda, and I just tried to explain these things. And like he said, did you take the Garda's name? Did you take the badge number? I said, sorry, I didn't take, I didn't know I should. And I said, like, even I talked with that female Garda, and can you give us lift because I'm not feeling safe, they can attack us again. She said, no, I can't. It's, I don't have insurance for so, you. So basically, just to summarize, this gang of uh, up to 50 or 60 teenagers uh, were yep. roaming around the uh, streets of Dublin on Friday evening. They uh, attacked a number of people, including yourself, and nothing has been done. Nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing. I think, like, I, I, I'm not sure I'm not working with Garda until, like, in four, more than 48 hours, nobody calls me and nothing happened. So I can't say it's nothing happening. Maybe they're doing their job, but I don't know. I didn't hear anything. You, you haven't heard of anything? No, no. And then I called them. They do for that. Who is looking for that area at station. They said, we don't have any record. Maybe the other two guys who is looking for another site, Maybe they are still walking. They are doing their job. I okay. A, a, a couple of minutes ago, we were talking with Councillor Christy Burke, who described the city centre as now a no-go area. Is that how you feel about it? Did you ever feel safe on the streets of Dublin? Like I was feeling safe. I was feeling like everybody nice and things this way. But always, my friends like were saying about these situations, like these things happening. They're robbing your phone or your scooter, and nothing is happening. When you go guard, like guard, they just saying, "Be careful." That's all. 
they weren't doing anything. But I never see like they're attacking just random people just without any reason. I saw like that they attacked that Indian guy. I tried to help. Then they attacked me like without anything there. Any, any, there wasn't any reason. Of course, I'm not feeling safe after okay, that. Okay, so, so it, they, it, they I don't know how you felt before this attack. How long are you living in Ireland? Almost two years. Almost two years, okay. Yeah. And uh, you, you, were you feeling safe before th- what happened on Friday? Yeah, I was. Like, I was, yeah. I was feeling Okay, safe. But, but now, on no, the streets no. of Dublin, uh, would you be reluctant to come into the city centre now? Yeah, of course. Like, I wouldn't come because, like, my wife is pregnant. And after that, I'm thinking if they could attack me while I was walking with my wife. It could happen. Like I don't know mm. them because it's not happening. If you don't have any scare, you can attack people randomly, and that's what's happening. And Garda is, I think, doing nothing. Like I think I'm, I can say definitely, but I think they are doing nothing. Maybe don't they don't have enough stores? Maybe the law is like that. I can't blame them, but this is the situation. What's happening? That is extremely frustrating, and it's awful to hear somebody feeling so uh, unsafe. And I'm terribly sorry about what happened to you. Uh, and, and one more thing, like you will dis these things more and more because people are attacking, and most of the people they don't say anything because they're thinking nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen because we are foreign. Nobody's gonna probably listen to us or something like that. They're they're thinking. Nothing gonna happen, so there is no point going Garda or doing anything else. I want to do something because this is the right thing, and it's gonna get worse. This is like Ireland is not my country. I'm trying to just stay here, but in five years, if those kids are attacking without any reason, in five or ten years, they will attack with other like Irish people. Like it's not just foreign. Whoever they see, they and, and, like, and like, in fact, we, we heard of the the attack on Jack Woolley over the weekend, and he's yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Irish. Uh, he wasn't a foreign national, yeah, so it's yeah, nothing yeah. necessarily even to do with being uh, a foreign national. Ahmed, I really appreciate you talking to us on Opinions Matter uh, this afternoon. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Now, 085-825-2626 is our WhatsApp number. We'd love to hear from you on this. The question is, and we were talking earlier on with the former Lord Mayor of Dublin, uh, Christy Burke, who described uh, described Dublin city centre as a no-go area that has been abandoned by uh, the Gardaí. Um, Kieran, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you? I'm not too bad in yourself, Adrian. Uh, good, thanks, Kieran. Now, what did you want to say on this? I just wanted to mention that, I mean, we can cast all sorts of aspersions and we can talk about what the actual problem is and that, but we're not talking about solutions. We're not talking about what should happen. And I think the state have a lot to answer for. And I think, I mean... The state goes to- in what way? Well, I mean, if you look at the state of mental health services, if you look at the state of addiction services, and addiction in this country, not a, let alone the city, is, is rampant at the moment, and a lot of mental health services won't deal with people that are in addiction, and a lot of it is true drinking and drugging. Okay, but uh, we just heard from Ahmed there a moment ago that he and his friends were attacked by a group of 50 to 60 teenagers. These weren't drug addicts. These are just yobs hanging around causing trouble. How is the state responsible for that? Well, because, I mean, you think about it, you've had children out of school for so long. You've had a load of different factors to it. And, I mean, the parents don't know what to do. But if you're going to say it's because they're bored, uh, that's not a good enough reason. 
No, but they're but they're not being they're not being helped. Nobody's actually being helped in this country at the moment. Ah, Kieran, 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 please, please don't don't go down this road of making excuses for thuggery. It, this is very simple. We've been dealing with this for years. Okay, they're thugs because they've been dragged up by scumbag parents. The parents were scumbags. They probably did the same. They brought up their kids with no morals or no social conscience. They have no moral compass. They don't know right from wrong. Stop making excuses for them. Well, hold on. This is the nature versus nurture debate, Jeremy. This is the nature versus nurture debate because not all those not all those teenagers had bad parenting or bad upbringing. Some um, of them actually had. Here, here, here. If there's, if there's a young fella kicking nine bells uh, out of um, one of our uh, most respected sports stars uh, in the city centre, he was a dragged up scumbag, and his parents probably aren't up to much either. And that's that's I, the bottom. I, I don't, I don't one hundred percent put the blame on the parents. I also could blame the media. I could blame the entertainment industry ah, for sorry. a lot of. Oh, 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 oh. We're, we're, we're to blame for these tugs. No, no, no. Hold on, sorry. You could blame the entertainment industry. Sorry, Karen, we can't hear you there. Sorry, what's a lot of the music that's out now? You're talking about right, rap music, dance music, and is it encouraging drugs, encouraging all sorts of antisocial behaviour? If you were listening to the likes of gangster rap and that, I mean... Ah, what, hang, on, encouraged- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So Storms used to blame for, for the scumbags in Dublin City. Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, well I think it's an element of, of, of basically the state. The, the entertainment industry, the parents to an extent. I mean, there's no guidance out there anymore. There's, okay, there's, there's, but, there's, but, but Karen, there's also no deterrent. And what I mean by that they is know they, get they know full well, if you're talking about that gang that attacked Ahmed uh, at the Haypenny Bridge the other night. 16-year-old scumbags. Okay, there was a yeah. gang of them. Now, they know, and in fact, he even told us that the guards arrived and he, they took no information because the young lads and the young ones are saying, ah, yeah, I'm only 16, nothing you can yeah. do to me. So the, uh, there that's is no... exactly the way they sound as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. The uh, there is no deterrent. These, uh, well, what deterrent would you suggest but this is the question I asked at the start. What would you put in place? What would you suggest? I'd round them all up um, and lock them up for a night. Round them all up, lock them up, take away the uh, the social welfare from the parents because no doubt they, they are on social welfare. Uh, take the social welfare off the parents, hit the parents where it hurts. Here's the thing, there's a complete lack of parenting, or parenting in... It's not just Dublin, it's, it's, it's in every city in the world. And... If you don't have a good role model in life, if your parents aren't teaching you right from wrong, you're absolutely screwed. And as Adrian said, these 16-year-olds, little Darden, who's walking down with his hand down his, his, his trousers, you know, the hard man. And you see them in the city centre with the, with the one-blade haircut, the fade haircut, walking around, and the, they think they're so hard. And they, and they know, and as Adrian says, they know how to play the game. They know that if they get arrested, they're not even going to get a conviction because they're 16 years No, and, the, and, and in, in a lot of cases, it's too much like hassle for the guards to even yeah. take them in. So I think it's a little bit rich, Kieran, to say society is at fault here. Well, uh, to be honest with you, to an extent, I think there's a lot of factors there. It's not just the one factor. And the, I think the, uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, and I mentioned this already, I was in town myself on Saturday night, and I didn't see one Garda. So if I was in to mm. cause trouble, chances are I'd get away with it because there's not a garden site. That's the problem, in my no, no, opinion. No, no. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, thanks, Kieran, for your call. By the way, no problem. You, you wouldn't get away with it. This is the thing. Adrian. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't, no, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't get yeah. away with it. And most of the people listening to this uh, podcast at the moment who are good, hardworking people, 
you wouldn't get away with it either. Because if you as much as took a piss up against a wall uh, on Temple Bar, you'd, you'd, you're more likely to end up in court than little Darren who's 16 and kicks seven bells of shite out of somebody for no reason. And that is the truth. It's, one ru- it's always been that way. One rule for them and one rule for us. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.